You're listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast, episode 10. Welcome to the Live Happier Longer podcast. We're your hosts, Molly Watts and Angela McDade. We are here to help you build the habits of a happier, longer life, starting now. So Molly, how did you sleep last night? Uh, well, Angela, I actually woke up in the middle of the night, got to sleep okay, needed to help getting back to sleep. This happens to me fairly often, but I recently found a new trick that is helping me. Lovely. And what is said new trick? Uh, yeah, it's actually a podcast. I know. Which isn't your, no, that's I not know. what you would go to normally. <laughs> no, usually I actually listen to audiobooks. That's what I've always done. But the problem is, is that I keep wanting to listen to the story and then my mind stays engaged or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This podcast is called Nothing Much Happens, Bedtime Stories for Grownups. And what's funny is that really nothing much happens and it's very lulling and And soothing yeah soothing and the podcaster and author of this podcast is Catherine Nikolai Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that I believe we're going to be talking to her we are indeed aside her podcasting she is also a yoga instructor Mm. and meditation instructor Mm. so her whole soothing appeal comes through in these podcasts and it is just it's so lovely yeah she says she she started this whole thing like from the age of four telling herself Mm -hmm. stories and so that's kind of where the idea started or grew from Mm -hmm. and yeah the podcast is fantastic and I know not only myself but many other of our audience members suffer with not being Mm -hmm. able to get good sleep. We know how important it is. Yeah. Just from our earlier conversations about preventing Alzheimer's disease and things of that nature, it's it's critically important to get good sleep. So I was super excited to get to talk to Catherine. Yeah. So let's go ahead and speak with Catherine Nikolai. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. We are so excited to talk to you. Well, I guess I shouldn't say excited, right? I should be like more very relaxed about forward. it. Very calm. I'm very, calmly, <laughs> I'm very calmly happy to speak with you today. Your podcast is something that I found. It's just such an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. The podcast yeah. is called Nothing, which I think is funny, kind mm-hmm. of, right? <laughs> Nothing much happens. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to be a little bit, bit of a joke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah. it's great. <laughs> Bedtime stories for adults. For grownups. Yeah. For grownups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Talk to us a little bit about where this notion of doing a podcast, Bedtime Stories for Adults, came from. It came from sort of two different areas. One is that I have seriously always used this technique of relaxing narrative to put myself to sleep since I was a a little girl. Like it's one of my earliest memories, maybe being four years old or so and telling myself a story to fall asleep. And I've used it my whole life. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I can think my way through a story. I'll go right back to sleep. And of course, those stories have evolved over the years. But um, I realized I had like in my hands this technique that I thought that other people could use. So that was sort of one side of the idea. And the other idea was just looking at the world that we're living in right now, um, where we're sort of seeing so much stress, so much nervous system burnout, so much anxiety. 
mm-hmm. and justified, right? It's, it's right. justifiable. That's the world we're living in. And then trying to turn all of that off and go to sleep, especially when so many of us are carrying that right up until the moment that we fall asleep. Our devices are in our hands till the very moment that we're trying to fall asleep. And I thought there needs to be like this bridge that connects us into slumber that is really soft and kind and relaxing. And as a yoga teacher and meditation teacher, I'm sort of thinking about all that stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. So then I just thought, well, let's put this together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's use this idea of narrative um, and combine it with relaxation. And that's how I came up with the idea for the podcast. It's so great. I, I know when you and I first connected, I told you that we had done a, an episode on the science behind preventing the actual disease progress for Alzheimer's and that sleep is actually <laughs> has been shown to actually prevent the buildup of plaque in the brain. And mm-hmm. it's, it's something that happens physiologically in our brains when we sleep. The brain gets washed in spinal mm-hmm. fluid and it actually just removes toxins from the brain mm-hmm. that, that can cause those plaque buildups. So it's fundamentally, sleep is so important to people. And I think it's, you know, it is. And people <laughs> don't give it, yeah, they don't give it nearly as much importance as they need to. We even kind of brag about not getting sleep, you right. know, we kind of, yeah. as if it were, you know, something to um, wear on your sleeve, like, oh, I'm getting by with four and a half hours, you know, mm-hmm. in the yeah. same way that we have sort of this cult of busyness and cult of being overbooked and um, overextended that we highly value that. You know, mm-hmm. I always sort of joke in my um, yoga classes that I have what I call sloth energy. Like a lot of, <laughs> have a lot of natural laziness. And I think it is a real gift in the world that we live in. So a lot of times I'll, I'll say to my students, you know, hey, if you're buzzing around on hummingbird stuff today, have some of my sloth stuff. Just lay there yeah. for a minute. Just be still. Because I think that rest, quiet, and obviously deep sleep are like basic forms of medicine that we're just not paying any attention to. Well, yeah. And it's, it's actually, you know, science has proven that. Right. Yeah. I love that. The hummingbird and yes. <laughs> the sloth. I yeah. I and you can feel yourself, right? I mean, I yeah. know when I'm in hummingbird state, yeah, I, I, get that yeah, frantic yeah I do yeah. get a little like buzzing. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about our daily action number five being let go. And it's really about that release of mm-hmm. stress. And I guess even more so, I'm, I'm thinking about it now, it's, it's also a release, just like you said, of kind of that energy, because, mm-hmm. you know, that stress and anxiety and busyness leads mm-hmm. to kind of a pent up energy inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates to tension and just yeah. feeling unsettled. And then how do you find rest and sleep? You know, I feel <laughs> like that's, that's the, the thing that we need that bridge for is like, it's not a switch that you can just flip. Mm-hmm. We need a progressive way to get there. Yeah, I guess 100%. Mm-hmm. And I I have traditionally, and I told, I've said this before with you, I, I, I've traditionally used audiobooks, which there are, there are benefits. I mean, I, the voices and things like that are similar, but mm-hmm. one of the problems with audiobooks is that I, I want to keep listening or I want to know what happens next. I'm, I'm compelled to keep listening. So what made you decide, I want to write stories and tell stories that people just don't care if it's, they hear the ending yeah, to? It's, it's okay <laughs> that seems counterintuitive for most writers. It does. But, you know, I realized even as a reader and a and voracious audiobook listener myself, 
a lot of times I'd be reading books or listening to things and they would get to some part where they would just have like a list of things somebody bought at the store or often like the very first part of the first chapter of a book is when somebody's life is normal before something big happens. And mm-hmm. I love that part. I remember even hearing on NPR uh, the story about when the girl with the dragon tattoo books had first come out and how and she, there were these long lists in one of the books of stuff she bought at Ikea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I loved that part. Um, <laughs> and people were responding to that. They're like, why do we like lists? And why do we like these things? And actually, if you notice, I don't know if you've ever been awake for it, but for in lots of my stories, there yeah. are long lists mm-hmm. where I'll be at the farmer's market and I'm listing all the kinds of vegetables or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I've always been kind of drawn to the quotidian aspects, the everyday stuff that just made me feel really safe or really comfortable and relaxed. And I was, I remember um, I was taking a novel writing class a couple of maybe a year or so ago and um, I was writing it to the professor, um, can I write a book about nothing? Please say yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and they were like, we get this question a lot, but they're, you know, that's not a book. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not a book, but maybe it's, it's something, maybe it's something yeah. else. It's mm-hmm. something else. So that's really why we right away tell you nothing much is going to happen. And I tell my listeners right away, I'm going to read it twice. Yeah. So that gives you permission to kind of drift and relax because you know you'll hear it twice. So even the part of your brain that wants to stay awake and hear it already knows it can actually relax because it'll come around again. Mm -hmm. And so we trick everybody just into falling straight to sleep. (laughs) I thought that was really a stroke of genius, actually, to do to read it twice, Mm -hmm. because at first I was like, well, that's interesting. But the more I listened to it, I, I also really appreciate you give a lot of instructions yeah, I guess before the, you even start the story yeah mm-hmm. which um, I think is important for people because <laughs> uh, it's, sure. it's amazing how many people just don't think through like oh I need to do this I need to do that first or mm-hmm. and and really to get the most out of it and I, it's I, almost it's almost as if they're they're asleep before you even start the story because you're just so relaxed you know, before I even begin. It's all habit building, right? Mm-hmm. Every part of it. So a lot of people tell me that the longer they use it, the faster they fall asleep. Some mm-hmm. people have told me they fall asleep by the time I say my name, which is like 15 seconds in. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm putting myself out of a job here. <laughs> um, but really that's what it is. It's conditioning yourself. And I guess I, I approached it in the way that I would as a yoga teacher, which is every time you start a yoga class, you're trying to figure out how can I center people? How can I bring them into their bodies and introduce them to their breath and then tell them how to breathe and how then help them into their body? It's a progressive thing. So I realized that the approach to this was the same. Let me approach, and it's there's a pattern, right, where I introduced and I kind of explain how it's going to work and then I tell you to turn your light off and then I even just tell you a little bit about what you're going to hear and then the story starts. Mm-hmm. All of that because it's the same every time allows you to just drop right into that place of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do it's, think the longer you use it the faster it works. Yeah. yeah. And I do love the I am I mean I'm a, a reader writer for all my life too and I really enjoy the voice you have in your writing in terms of just the attention to detail which is Mm -hmm. what really then whether it's a list or anything else it gives you a visual right it's a visual image in your brain you're able to visualize but the things that you're talking about are very 
comfortable and yeah. warm and, you know, or familiar, I guess is a good way of putting think, it yeah. familiar or not. I mean, even though I don't live in Michigan, I can appreciate aspects of the windows being open and the a storm coming or the farmer's market, those things. And so it mm-hmm. just is a great, is a great. The smell of fresh. So the, the most recent one was the sheets hanging on the washing line. Mm. That, yeah, just that smell of freshly folded sheets that have been outside and they're dry from fresh air. Mm-hmm. That's just, uh, that is just such a comfortable smell. It is. And I hope that it's always like, like you were saying, relatable. And that's why my stories usually don't have any gender markers in them. They can sometimes be sort of timeless, like not have a real specific idea of what year this might've happened or, Mm -hmm. and that's because I kind of hope that they're sort of familiar enough for everybody to kind of put it on like, this is my coat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's me, you know, so that you can resize it a little bit in your head to the things that really calm and comfort you. Yeah. So let's talk about your stories and Mm -hmm. where they come from and and where are they going, I guess, is also a good Mm -hmm. question. (laughs) Mostly they come from, I have like a regular habit of just paying attention to good things wherever I can see them because we have this negativity bias in our brain, right? Things that are scary and upsetting, they get stuck in our brain like Velcro, but good stuff just slips right through. So in order to perceive the world with any kind of reality, you actually have to go and look more closely at good things and try to realign the balance. So it's a habit of mine that can be as simple as you step outside and it smells good and you think, that's nice. (laughs) And you just take a moment to feel that it was good (laughs) Or, or you're thirsty and there's a glass of cold water and you drink it and it feels good and you think, hey, that's nice. Mm -hmm. So I have this habit, you know, of doing that as much as I can every day. And so then once I start looking for that stuff, I see it everywhere. I already have this season completely outlined, second season, and about half written. But the other day I was out for a walk and it's like the best pot part of autumn right now. It's like 55 degrees and it smells Mm -hmm. wonderful and the trees are turning and I'm outside and I thought I could write a dozen more stories right now. Mm -hmm. So I I never worry that I'm going to run out of of stories to tell, although they'll probably be a little repetitive as the time goes on. But today I'm recording our Halloween story and we have lots of great cold weather stories coming up. Yay. Oh, I love that. I grew up in the Midwest and being out here in Oregon, I Mm -hmm. miss the full four seasons, the the real cold. cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not complaining right now. We are uh, enjoying ourselves a very epic right now. Yeah. Two weeks of, we've had basically two weeks of 70 degree weather and Mm -hmm. it's just nice. So so we have that plus we have the gorgeous trees and you know, you do get still have the crisp cold mornings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. cool evenings, but and the, during the day, it's it's pleasantly warm. Yeah, it's stunning yeah. right now. But it, it's the rain's coming here. <laughs> that's that so is we're un- still gonna end. <laughs> that's unavoidable. Um, yeah. So, but I loved I loved that mm-hmm. uh, what you said about the negative sticks, like you know Velcro mm-hmm. and 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 the positive mm-hmm. slides off. We talked uh, with someone recently about kind of the the science behind that too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a defense mechanism, right? It's mm-hmm. all it all goes back to 
evolution and when we were, you know. Right. I mean, if our ancestors had been running across the the plains and hadn't stopped to smell a flower, (laughs) that would be okay, no big deal. But if they hadn't watched out for the mountain lion, they probably didn't get their genes into the next generation. So that's why I always tell my yoga students, worry warts just had more kids. So, you know, that's built into your brain. But I think as soon as you know more about how your brain works, then you can start to circumvent a little bit and intentionally indulge yourself in these moments um, to help bring a little bit of balance. Oh, with, without question. And I, but I think it's just like you said, it's, it's the realization and understanding that focusing on positive things is a mindful decision. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that you do as a habit, but you, you know, you've developed that habit out of mm-hmm. continually doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just that's like, right. that's, and that's one of our mm-hmm. basic tenets is, you know, we're, we're all about aging with optimism and wanting to create those longevity habits for a longer, happier life. Mm-hmm. Um, because, the bottom line is you don't just get to 85 and go, Hey, this was awesome. If you don't take Take actions, you know, and you have to take those actions, you have to build uh, an optimistic outlook and positive outlook, especially as you age similar in terms of mindful intention. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So obviously with your, your yoga studio, that was probably pretty integral in helping you figure out that there was a need for this message. I, I guess so, but I, you know, I think I'm just aware too of just my friends and family just yeah. not sleeping mm-hmm. well and even seeing it in myself, you know, even in the wonderful work that I get to do every day, I am still coming home sometimes just brokenhearted by the world and going, gosh, if I get to see the best in people every day and, you know, do something that feels really satisfying and I come home worn out and like, I can't figure out where I'm going to put my brain to get some sleep, then probably a lot of people are in much worse shape than me. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. feeling. So um, I think it's just, you know, it's just where we are as people right now. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it, it was an, an ongoing, I mean, long, long-term storytelling, kind of just part of your nature and part of what you've done mm-hmm. kind of your whole life. Did you talk with experts on the ways to help people get to sleep? Or was it just, again, more just kind of a did, natural yeah. solution to a problem that you you saw that existed? You know, it's just, it's basically some, because I knew that it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had like this secret. I, and I was like, I would try to explain it to people. You know, I'm, I have a good friend who lives in France. And I remember one night she was posting that she couldn't sleep. And I'm writing her this long message about, uh, you know, walk yourself through the room of your rooms of your house and your mind and close every door and close every window. You know, and I'm trying to explain it to her. And I thought it would be really nice if I could just tell her the story. Like I tell yeah. my yoga students, you know, and kind of ease them into places of relaxation. Yoga doesn't have that much narrative, but, but I just felt like, you know, and when you're a teacher and you have a technique, you got to teach it. You, you know, it drives you nuts Mm -hmm. if you can't share it with people. So um, really it just came out of that understanding of, I feel like I know how to fix this. And, and apparently I'm right because, yeah, you know, yeah. thousands and thousands, yeah. tens of people. thousands of people listen every night. Yeah. I mean, it's a very fresh new idea for a podcast. Obviously, like our podcast is mm-hmm. usually interview focused or yeah. it's uh, designed to help people create action, right? And mm-hmm. strategies and things right. like that. Were you concerned at all about whether it was successful or, or how did you go about trying to, did you, did you think about it? (laughs) I really didn't think about it that much. It was at the beginning more almost about me expressing something creative Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. putting something out there and not having any attachment to what happened to it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
I'll create it and then nothing will happen and I'll be proud that I created it and I'll move on to my next project. And that was okay with me. I didn't expect yeah. anything, mm -hmm. you know? So now that I realize, you know, that I really have fulfilled a need for people, it feels a little bit different because I get so many messages from people every day who have really serious issues and, and have difficult lives and mm -hmm. I have told me that I've provided them some bit of respite, I feel a lot of responsibility, you know, mm -hmm. to continue yeah. to provide that and, and totally grateful responsibility. Yeah, I'm so yeah, glad yeah. to be of service. But, um, but it's definitely a different feeling writing season two than it was writing season one. Mm -hmm. I just, um, I try to remember that I wrote season one for my, for me, for my tastes and what I thought would work. And apparently I was right for a lot mm -hmm. of people. So to just continue to trust those instincts and just yeah. keep writing. I completely hear what you're saying. I love what you said about, mm -hmm. you know, when you have, when, when you're a teacher, when you have something to teach, you just, I mean, you feel like you have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for That's, sure. And I can appreciate that from our perspective, our whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. Really, it's not about the success of the podcast. It's really about just sharing yeah, information the and in the message yeah. and really mm -hmm. wanting to help people mm -hmm. and how that just forms. But I think as you have grown and the, the podcast has been, you know, how have people found you? Has it just been like, do you know? I, I don't totally know. I know, you know, we were on new and noteworthy podcasts within like 10 days of our release. And that's just a great stroke of luck. But even saying that we have way more listeners on Spotify than we do on Apple. Okay. So okay. Um, where did those people find us? I have no idea, but we are <laughs> often the top third or fourth podcast in our section on Spotify. So I think if you're looking through it there, you're going to find it right away. You know, I was mm -hmm. kind of joking a couple of weeks ago, like um, because Oprah's podcast was number two and I was number four. Wow. And then a couple, <laughs> hey, a couple yeah. days later, I was number three and Oprah was number four. And I was like, don't give up. Oprah, we you. <laughs> you can still make it happen. But I mean, I say that tongue in cheek just because it just blows my mind all the time to yeah. see it be recognized in these places. But I think a lot of it is people just saying, hey, this worked for me. I'll send it to you on my on your phone and you can listen tonight and mm -hmm. we'll share it that way. Well, and people maybe up in the middle of the night looking for something to That's right. <laughs> put them back to sleep, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I suppose that's a natural, an advantage when people are looking, right? For something. For sure. Yeah for yeah. that answer, which is awesome. So I think that I've, I read or something on your website that initially you thought you were going to write a book. Hmm. I was, still... so, I, I had saw, thought in my head that it would be a book because I was thinking about how, uh, as kids, we had these big, beautiful storybooks and full of illustrations and they told mm -hmm. sweet stories and why don't adults have that? Like, I feel like we deserve it too. So, mm -hmm. um, and I had a friend who was an illustrator, we were working on it together, but at mm -hmm. a certain point, I just kind of realized it was so far from happening. Um, it's an expensive book. It wouldn't be an e-book. It would be a right. paper book. It would be mm -hmm. full of color illustrations and nobody really wants to print that. So mm -hmm. I, I was like on the shelf for a couple of months and then strangely I was up in the middle of the night because my dog was sick and so I was up with her while she was pacing around and I thought, it's a podcast. I thought, let go of thinking it's a book. It's blocking mm -hmm. you just, it's a podcast, make it happen. And I was up, I bought a microphone at like three o'clock in the morning. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Like, wow. I love <laughs> from that. Like that. From that moment until the moment that it released was like five weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. That wow. Is fabulous. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah that's, to go for it. you know, it's weird. I mean, that, but you do kind of, right. You have you to do. just go for it. I mean, when we were trying to 
figure out how we were going to continuously get our message out. It mm-hmm. was one of those things too. We're like, how, which way? And then ultimately the podcast idea, the that we landed on. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's, I, I love, I mean, of course you have a, you have a fantastic voice, so I'm sure that helps, right? Especially when reading your own work, it's a very soothing voice. Thank it does you. put people to sleep, which, you know, it's yes, a good cool. thing. <laughs> Not always, idea. you know, but sometimes that's just listening to that, uh, you know, you get those ideas, right? And you go, okay, right. Yep. No more. Just, just go. do it. I mean, I've had a lot of people, especially other podcasters, write me lately and tell me, you know, all their concerns about starting. <laughs> and I'm not going to minimize their concerns. You know, luckily for me, I have another job. I didn't, not my whole life hinged on this, you know, mm-hmm. but I keep saying to them, like, nobody's going to hear it if you don't make it. Yeah, so if you're afraid that nobody might hear it after you make it, I can guarantee you no one will hear it if you don't. Right. <laughs> so at a certain point, you just have to put things out there. You're not always going to be in control of what happens after that, but you are in control of the part where you create something. Yeah. yeah. Our goal was really just to have an opportunity for the audience that we're building and we've created, we've actually created this physical planner, Mm -hmm. which is a part Mm -hmm. of, you know, to help people guide them through these five daily actions to create these habits. And so the podcast really was just more for us, a way of engaging with our audience, being Mm -hmm. able to engage with them anytime, anywhere, right? Which is is great. Yeah. Plus enhancing part of our message by speaking to people who are experts on the various, you know, the various subjects. And it just, it's another way of looking at the same thing and hearing it from a different angle. It's like you were saying, people might not resonate with every single thing you say, but your most recent podcast, it was, you mentioned slicing tomato and putting salt and pepper on it. And if it's that one thing that resonates with you, then you go, oh, I love that. You know, <laughs> you know so if somebody hears something and one of our guest speakers who, who says something, they go, oh, and it just, it sticks with them. Then you know it's it's just another way of hearing hearing the same thing, which then back to that habit creating, and it it just instills the importance of it even more. Right. Oh, I'm still back on tomato. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tomato. It's I I I, I adore it. <laughs> I, know, right? I know. So do I. So I get to you know. I just poke, listen all day. Yeah, exactly. I poke fun at yeah. her, but yeah, I'm still back there. And Wait. then you can make it even nicer by adding. Oregano. Oh, really? You put a bit of right? oregano on your tomato. <laughs> really? I yeah. didn't know you said it that way either. Yeah. No, interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's we, funny. Sorry. I can. I was watering my plants this morning, and I can. Can you smell the rosemary? I can just smell like no, I can't smell brushed anything. by the rosemary, and I keep getting wafts of rosemary. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> All right. Yes, we digress. Anyway. There we go. See, <laughs> like we said, just off we off off we on another little a little segue. Anyway, so talking to people like you is just one of the really great bonuses of doing our podcast. And it is, I mean, I can't wait to share your podcast with our audience and share just the background and and really the... Yeah, the benefit. Yeah, what a great blessing. Not even the benefits, the benefit like for them to... Yeah. Yeah, to experience listen. it themselves. Yeah, because yeah. we've both. I mean, I've uh, you know I've listened to all of season one, and I haven't listened to season two yet, but mm-hmm. I'm starting. And uh, 
you know, it's just, it's so delightful. You are a great inspiration for helping people not only get better sleep, which is obviously very important, but the whole notion of just letting making, go and but taking notice yeah, and taking yeah. notice of positive things, I think is just inherent in your storytelling. Well, thank you so much. You know, I really feel passionate about this technique and about mindfulness in general. So whenever I get to talk about it, I'm really happy. Yeah. So tell us where people can find you if they want to learn more about Nothing Much Happens and anything else where what you're what you're up to. So I have a, an Instagram and a Facebook, which I populate with very cozy, pretty photos and, uh, and illustrations every day. Um, and you can just look for it there. And then I also have nothingmuchhappens.com. Um, we're on every major podcaster. Um, so just uh, do a quick Google or, you know, search through your favorite podcatcher and um, you'll find us. Awesome. Well, Catherine, it has been really uh, great fun to talk with you today. We really appreciate you taking the time. And My pleasure. Enjoy that uh, beautiful fall weather out mm-hmm. Michigan way. I will. And uh, thanks again for, for joining us on Live Happier Longer. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, ladies. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast. Now it's time to move, learn, share, give, and let go. Five daily actions to make the rest of your life the best of your life. See you next week.